From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, Team Korea crashes out of the Qatar World Cup in the first knockout stage, losing to top-ranked Brazil 4-1. North Korea fires artillery into the inter-Korean military buffer zone for the second day in a row, taking issue with the ongoing South Korea-U.S. live fire exercise. And a major umbrella union launches a general strike in support of the continued walkout by unionized cargo truckers. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. South Korea's campaign in the 2022 Qatar World Cup has ended with a 4-1 loss to tournament favorites Brazil in the round of 16 at Stadium 974 in Doha on Monday. Brazil's dominant performance in the first half saw them go into the break with four goals. Korea pulled one back in the second half, but were unable to produce the same magic that saw them make it to the knockout round. Hong Soryong has more. South Korea's World Cup campaign came to an end with a 4-1 loss to five-time winners Brazil in their 2022 World Cup round of 16 match at Stadium 974 in Doha, Qatar on Monday night. Brazil stormed into the lead with a Vinicius junior goal in the seventh minute, followed soon after with a penalty by Neymar, doubling Brazil's lead. Richarlison got on the score sheet with a 29th-minute goal before Lucas Paqueta banged in a fourth seven minutes later. The second half started out slowly for both sides, but Korea were able to find the net through substitute Pek Seung-ho, making his World Cup debut in the 65th minute. His long-range effort hit the back of the net 11 minutes after coming on to offer South Korea some redemption. The final whistle at Stadium 974 brought Team Korea's World Cup campaign to a close, while Brazil will now take on Croatia, runners-up in the 2018 World Cup, in the quarterfinals at Education City Stadium in Doha on Friday. In a post-match interview, team captain Son Eung-min promised to Korean supporters that the national team will grow through the experience. I have nothing to say but sorry to the fans for falling short of expectations. All the players and staff members did their best, and I hope the fans understand that we did our best. The 2022 World Cup was South Korea's third appearance in the knockout round of the World Cup, with the first coming in 2002 on home soil when they reached the semifinals to finish fourth. Hong Seo-ryong, KBS World Radio News. Paolo Bento has announced that he is stepping down as coach of South Korea following the team's 4-1 loss to Brazil in the 2022 World Cup round of 16 match in Qatar. Bento made the announcement in a press conference in the early hours of Tuesday in Doha, moments after the defeat ended Korea's World Cup, saying that he would not renew his contract. He said that now he needs to think about the future, but he will not stay with the Korean team, adding that he is going to rest and then see. The coach said that he had just informed the players and the president of the Korea Football Association of the decision, which he had already made in September. Bento served as head coach of South Korea for over four years, signing on in August 2018. In Qatar, he led South Korea to the knockout round for the first time since 2010 with a dramatic win over Portugal in the final group game. 
For the second day, North Korea has fired artillery rounds into a maritime buffer zone in violation of a 2018 military agreement. According to the South Korean military, the North fired dozens of rounds into the East Sea buffer zone from Kosong County in Kangwon Province Tuesday morning, apparently in protest of live-fire drills by the South and the U.S. A spokesperson of the General Staff of the North Korean People's Army said Tuesday that firing by enemy forces using multiple rocket launchers and howitzers was again observed in the border area from 9.15 a.m. The spokesperson said an emergency order was issued to frontline troops to counter-fire artillery rounds in response and called for an immediate stop to provocative military action. However, the Allies' drill the North took issue with was routine training that did not violate the 2018 Inter-Korean Accord. Despite Pyongyang's artillery firing and warning on Monday, Seoul and Washington continued their scheduled drill on Tuesday in Cholwon, Kangwon Province. On Monday, the North fired some 130 artillery rounds into the eastern and western maritime buffer zones. The United States has repeated its calls for China to exert its influence on North Korea to persuade the regime not to conduct a nuclear test or other acts of hostility. John Kirby, White House National Security Council coordinator for strategic communications, said on Monday that in the summit talks with Chinese President Xi Jinping, President Joe Biden made it very clear that Beijing can exert influence on the North. The spokesperson said that the U.S. would like to see China use that authority appropriately, not only as a neighbor and bilateral trade partner with North Korea, but also as a member of the U.N. Security Council. Kirby said that not only is Beijing refraining from leaning on Pyongyang to the desired effect, it is in fact doing quite the opposite. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. One of South Korea's major umbrella unions held a large rally in Uyuang, Gyeonggi Province, on Tuesday in support of the ongoing strike by unionized truck drivers. According to a police estimate, some 3,500 members of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions gathered near the Uyuang Inland Container Depot, a major logistics hub, at 2 p.m. to show their support for the truckers' walkout. Occupying four lanes of an eight-lane road, they held up picket signs and chanted slogans calling for the expansion of the safe trucking freight rate system and an end to the UN administration's labor crackdown. In his opening remarks, KCTU President Yang Hyung-soo said the government was distorting facts in response to the union's justified demand for a safe working environment. He said the strike is to ensure the safety of truckers, citizens, and the roads, and to defend the rights of union workers employed in specialized occupations. Yang vowed to fight on more sternly with stronger solidarity against government suppression. Police have deployed some 1,500 officers on site to strictly deal with illegal acts such as violence and intimidation. The labor group will stage similar rallies at 14 other locations nationwide, including Incheon, Daejeon, and North Chungcheong Province. The life expectancy of babies born in South Korea last year reached 83.6 years, rising by a mere 0.1 year from a year earlier due largely to the COVID-19 pandemic. Statistics Korea said on Tuesday that boys and girls born in 2021 are expected to live 80.6 and 86.6 years respectively, with the gender gap decreasing since peaking at 8.6 years in 1985. Although life expectancy has maintained an upward trend for the last 51 years since 1970, the latest on-year advance is the smallest since 2018 when it rose 0.05 years from the year before. 
New COVID-19 cases jumped above 70,000 to hit the highest daily caseload in 83 days. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said Tuesday that 77,604 new cases were compiled on Monday, including 84 cases from overseas, bringing the total caseload to around 27,408,000. The daily tally more than tripled from a day ago and marks the largest in 83 days since September 14th, when it posted about 94,000. Compared to a week ago, it rose by some 6,000 and 4,700 from a fortnight ago. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 26.16 points, or 1.08% on Tuesday, closing the day at 2,393.16. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, losing 13.88 points, or 1.89%, to close at 719.44. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 26.21 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,318.81. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.